Ah, uh, what is up, Krusty Krabikins? How's everybody doing? Welcome to yet another, another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. We we're just cruising through our eighth year, about to hear year, about to hit year number nine this August, which to me is just really disgusting. Like I just, ah <laughs> uh, man, I cannot believe how long I've been doing this show. I also cannot believe what's going on with my hair. I'm supposed to be putting product in it to help straighten it out, but after like 700 years of not putting product in my hair, I kind of forget all the time. I should probably just bring it down. So how's everybody doing? Um, I hope you're you're doing well. Uh, for those of you interested in my particular health, I am doing much, much better. Thank you. I uh, <coughs> excuse me. I I still have a very lingering cough. Um, which blows, uh, but I will take it over everything else. And um, I, I gotta say, COVID, yeah, not for me, not an experience I want to have. So I will say, because I mean, I don't know what specific variant it was, um, but I would imagine it's this Omicron to be or whatever the new uh, current flavor of of covid is uh because it's the one that's like super contagious it stays a little bit higher in the lungs and stuff like that uh, but it's really like this super super contagious um i feel like i kicked the flu part of it pretty quick in fact i might have even kicked the flu part of it like right away uh and then just was so worn down that i just picked up covid kind of right after um, but i will tell you like i don't even remember kind of where i was last week i think i was like a week ago. Oh, so I would have been... All right. So when last we spoke, I was in the um, I was in the end stages of it, right? Like, so I cleared cleared most of the, the symptoms of it, and I was dealing with this unbelievable level of fatigue, right? Like, just... I think I remember saying that on the show. Like, the level of fatigue was just... Was stunning. Like, just... For somebody that does, like, as much as I do, not that... You know, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, like out there running into Catalan or anything like that. But like, I do a lot of stuff. My days are long, um, you know, and just kind of is. But you know, for somebody that does as much as I do, uh, it was just, it was very, it was unnerving. Is probably a good word for it because I literally could like get up and like go upstairs and like open a drawer, and that was kind of it. That was like I was, that was all I had the energy for. And I don't know if anybody knows what that sort of um, feeling feels like. I mean, the last time I kind of had that was uh, on, the, on, on the return from South by Southwest where I just burned my body out so badly and I was sleeping like 12 to 18 hours a day. Like that, that was, that was just exhaustion. And that's like the stuff that people used to go to sanatoriums for or sanitariums for. Um, and like that, that I understand is that's just, that's something different, but this level of fatigue. And then I heard later on, that it's basically very common with this with this version of COVID. I don't know about the other versions, to be perfectly honest. Like, if you've listened to the show, like, I, I haven't been really addressing a lot of the COVID issues because I can't. I mean, like, I can't keep up with it news-wise, right? There's too much other stuff going on, too much other important things going on, so I can't really even keep up with it, but whatever. Uh, so there's different nuances and stuff. <laughs> I do know that there's something called long COVID, which I'm desperately trying to avoid with supplements and basic healthcare and stuff like that. But but for for this one specifically, and I'm sorry I keep rubbing my nose. It's like very itchy right there. Like right 
there. <laughs> There's no boogers, no cocaine, unfortunately, but you can send all your cocaine to hardrecklunchbox at gmail.com. All boogers, of course. Monty Craven Strange down. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, what it was is that the, the kind of conventional wisdom is that once you're like the last remaining part of this level of coke. Oh, man, my, the fat under my arms. God damn. I'm really just falling apart here, people. Uh, the fat under my arms is not what I was talking about. The last batch of COVID, or the last, uh, the, the, the die-off of, of the COVID is this is this level of fatigue. And apparently what you get is you get like two to three good hours a day. And the rest of it, you really can't function all that much. So expect to be like on the couch. Like even if you feel good and you feel like you're all right, it just you have no energy. Like your body is still fighting whatever it's fighting. And you have no, you're not producing any, any energy. It's like, you know, like you've heard about like supply chain issues. Well, it's like supply chain issues for energy, right? So your body just stopped making it for a little while while you're sick. And it takes like a few days. Some people, it takes like anywhere from two to three weeks. So that's my medical report from COVID Central here. I am over that part. I was over it. Actually, it felt like Sunday. Now, Sunday, I spent uh, an, um, like a very large amount of time outside. If you recall, in the Northeast, it was absolutely beautiful here. Uh, and the Hurricanes were out in Patrick Medford. We beat them 6-2. to two. Thanks for asking. But I was out on the soccer field and outside for the four-and-a-half-hour drive to Patchogue. A really long time, and I think the sunlight, because they always talk about like the vitamin D correlates with um, with COVID, I think the sunlight really pushed it over that fatigue hump. So if anybody you know is suffering from it or you you are suffering from this level of fatigue, I don't have any documentation on it, and it could co- totally be coincidental, but to my mind that's sort of studied some, some of the earlier COVID, I would recommend, like, get outside. Like, if you can't move, like, if you really are so fatigued that you just want to, like, sleep or be on the couch, at the very least try and be, like, in your backyard or on a, you know, at a beach or in a park. Just tr- if you're going to not move, take in as much sun- sunlight as possible and, you know, help your body produce some vitamin D. And, you know, if that helps, like, that's awesome. Like, I'm glad I could help. But if, if not, at least you'll get a good tan and you'll be ahead for the summer. So here we are in the Hard Rock Lunchbox, basically trying to make your summers better one summer at a time. That's what we do here starting right now. Um, so, uh, yeah. So what was I just talking about? So, oh, supply chain issues. So, yeah. So one thing I heard the other day uh, that was actually really interesting Uh so, you know, like the whole world's still talking about supply chain issues, right? Like everybody knows that. Like that's that's a familiar thing. So here's something interesting. And if you know how to – it's not even that you know how to pay attention. But if you do pay attention, you will glean and hear things that should make your brain go like, what did he just say? And I had one of those the other night. So everybody in the country should know the phrase supply chain issues at this point. There are supply chain issues, right? That's what happened. Like the whole world – in a nutshell, the whole world shut down for like a year because nobody handled COVID correctly. Despite what everybody's blaming the current administration for, let's all not forget that it actually all started in the prior administration. Now, I know people that don't, you know, don't like that. They are not big fans of facts and truths and stuff like that. 
doesn't change history, man. Like, I mean, I was alive for it. I was there. I remember who was president when COVID really took hold and killed the economy, killed our economy and killed the world economy. And for all the problems we're having right now, the economy is actually up and running and doing really, really well. Uh, there's just some problems with how much everything costs. That's called inflation. That's another show. So anyway, so as you know, there were supply chain issues, and this basically happened because the whole world shut down, and then as soon as the world started to open up, once we got the vaccines, everything moved real quick to open up. So everybody opened up, and everyone's like, hey, man, I want steak at my restaurant that I can go to. Also, I need these these parts. I want to buy a new car, too. I put it off because I wasn't driving to work, but now I have to go back to work. I want a new car. I want all this other stuff. Well... I deal a lot in um, textiles with some of the companies I deal with. I deal on the the data side of it. But I know that sometimes goods and services take up to 180 days to get get here from around the world, especially if they have to be manufactured and they have to be shipped and they have to be cleared through customs. That all takes time. Nobody's invented a teleporter, not even St. Elon Musk, so we don't have the ability to just... Zap it all right over from uh, India and China. But, like, that would be cool because sometimes I just want, like, a $1 lighter and I could be like, thanks, China, and like just zap that right over. But, like, that's not currently the case, mainly because Elon Musk sucks a bag of dicks, and that just sort of happens. It's not my fault. It's his mom's. Um, but also, how was I talking about? COVID does not leave you very highly functional in here, so that's kind of a problem. But, uh, oh, it's so the supply chain issues, right? So, It took a little while, like months, for things to start getting back up to speed and for things to be able to process. The the main ports in America were understaffed, and they're kind of really outdated. Like, you remember this whole thing about improving our infrastructure? That's one of the reasons we did that. That's why it's important to drop a billion dollars in your infrastructure if you haven't fixed it in 40 years. Like, this is not rocket science. It's barely math. So, anyway, so we got all that. So, so... So here's the thing, and you can let me know in the chat if you've heard this going on, because this has become one of my pet peeves. Any time, any time a company like Amazon or Walmart or uh, Home Depot, uh, anytime any of those companies fuck up their delivery to you of something, what's the answer? Like on the count of three, like one, two, three. Supply chain issues. Yeah, right. That's the answer, right? I got that just the other day with Home Depot. I had ordered a little shed, a little Rubbermaid shed, because I need to put my tools in there, because i got to take care of my old shed, and that really doesn't have anything to do with this show. So I figured I'd bring it up anyway, because why not talk about something I'm not going to talk about, because it doesn't have anything to do with this show. And that's how the show works. I think I just found my bumper. Anyway, um, something... Right. So I ordered it, and they said it was going to be here in two weeks. I ordered this bitch in May, like early May. And I was like, two weeks, that's fine. I'm busy anyway. <clears throat> I was like, you know, I'm thinking about getting this COVID thing, so maybe I'll just do that instead of putting together the shed. So I get the shed. So it was supposed to be here on June 2nd. It was supposed to be in the store June 2nd to pick up. So on June 4th, I was like, hey, man. Hey, Mr. Depot. Where is that shed I was supposed to get? And they were like, oh, well, you know, we're having... We're having supply chain issues, so it's not really going to be here until, like, the 16th of June. And I'm like, well, that's kind of messed up because it actually still says that it's going to be here on the 2nd. And I don't know if you know this, but supply chain issues don't actually affect customer service. So you not telling me and updating your site and all that other stuff has nothing to do with what's going on in India and China or Pakistan or anywhere else that you might be getting these things. That happens right here with really horrible customer service. So what do you got to say? Oh, we're sorry, sir. It'll be there the 16th. Within an hour, I get a notification from Home Depot telling me that it's in the shop. 
They just they just received it. So it's not a supply chain issue. It's probably more of a eh, somebody just didn't do their job and check it in. And it was definitely the customer service department just giving me a bunch of shit to shut me up. So. They are still using supply chain issues, supply chain issues, as the huge, huge boogeyman because everybody has heard that word and everyone's like, oh, I've heard that on TV. Yeah, I understand. It's cool. I understand. It's Biden. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Brandon. Or let's go, Brandon, or whatever. I'm going to go be mad about gas prices. Right. Even though the price of gas, the barrel, price of barrels of oil is the same as it was two years ago. So who's making the money? That's another show. So here's the thing. And here's the thing that I heard that I was like, what? So Target, everybody's favorite store with a bullseye on it. Target is a great store. I like company. I like them a lot. I actually try and shop there from time to time when I'm very mad at Amazon and Walmart. And Target had to announce something very interesting this week. (coughs) And I don't know that anybody heard it but me. Or they heard it from me. So now you guys can consider yourself uh, in that in that group. So they had to announce something in their, I guess, quarterly disclosures because they're a publicly traded company and all that other stuff. Target is actually looking to see a reduction in profits and possibly even a loss for the rest of the year. That's bad news. Like, that's bad news for stockholders, bad news for Target. But here's the reason why. Target has so much inventory that they actually are canceling vendor orders because they're not sure they're going to sell it all. Did you hear that? Did you hear what I just said? Did you? (laughs) Target has so much inventory that they're going to have to cancel some vendor orders and they're not sure they're going to be able to sell all of it. That sounds like a supply chain issue, but in the other way. So Target... Is the only company on earth that figured out how to get their supply chain issues to work that way? Really? Is that really what's happening? I know I like to dabble in economics from time to time. And honestly, I got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. But this one I just find so fascinating. So I am not an economist. I do spend money. I spend too much money. Uh, I do a good job supporting my local economy. I support my global economy. I support a lot of economies. I support my family's economy for sure. But here's the thing. There's an economic principle called scarcity. When you have less of something, what does it do to the cost? What does it do to the value? What does it do to the price of that thing? It inflates it. What are we having a lot of right now? Inflate shun. <laughs> Everybody say it with me. Inflate shun. <laughs> We're creating scarcity in this country from the corporate entities to make you pay more. Target, I guess, completely fucked up and missed a meeting or didn't get a memo, and they're just doing their business normally because Target actually is a good company. Like Costco who are having very little supply chain issues, by the way. They're just not reporting it. I'm actually a Costco stockholder, so I know that. They're actually doing a very good job. The only thing they kind of have trouble with is locally sourced you know, produce and stuff because we have too many people living here. And that's not a supply chain issue. What that is is a condom and blowjob issue, I think. I don't know for sure. I don't, I don't know. Might be an abortion issue, which is something I also wanted to talk about. 
Not currently. I did. I actually, like, look, can you see this? Like, I, I highlighted. Is this in color, anybody? There's too many people living on Long Island. It's hard to source food for us. We're all going to have to start eating crickets. And if you don't want to start eating crickets, use two condoms. How about that? I'm talking to the women because obviously overpopulation is completely the women's fault, right? Because guys have nothing to do with that, right? Like guys have absolutely no, no, they're not responsible at all for the overpopulation going on. So we should just punish them. But we could easily just look, snip, snip, snip. I'm all for that, man. Just like a little snip on anybody that doesn't have enough money to raise a family. Like, listen, you shouldn't be out there fucking if you you don't have enough money. Like, that's, you know, in the old days, women used to hold out for for men like that. We called you superficial for that. You were holding out for guys with cool, expensive cars because they had money. But maybe, just maybe, you were onto something. Now everybody's just like, oh, fucking feels good. Let's do it more. Ah, condoms, man. That's uh, her kid. That's not my joke. That's Tom Segura. Courtesy of Tom Segura, uh, your mother's husband. Uh, but anyway, so we're like a million minutes into this. So I, I was going to talk about all this stuff, but I guess I'll just go fuck myself. So uh, let's talk about other stuff. A little housekeeping on the box. Yeah, everybody. I'm going to get to the chat in just a second. Uh, tired for months. Uh, hello, friends. Nine is a lot. Yeah, Donna. Yeah, t- Oh, so Donna... Donna's confirming fatigue after COVID-1. Donna had the original COVID. Honestly, Donna's like showing off a little bit. Like, yeah, all right, you got the first COVID. I see how it is. All right, cool. <laughs> She's saying, I, I got the, I got the water down. I got the Coles COVID. <laughs> is that how that? It's like Banana Republic, Gap, and then Old Navy. I had the Old Navy COVID. Donna's got the Banana Republic COVID. All right, but apparently COVID, that's a, that's a, that's a, fact, a, a thing. The tired for months. Uh, and the oil thing, on the oil subject, Shell posted adjusted earnings. Yeah, oh my God, the profits of these companies. Shell posted adjusted earnings of $9.1 billion for the three months through to the, end, the end, of, end of March, in line with expectations of analysts polled uh, by Refinitiv. That compared with the $3.2 billion over the same period a year earlier and $6.4 billion for the fourth quarter of 2021. Yeah. That's messed up. Like, I understand, like, so I did that whole thing about, like, profits, like, percentages versus actual dollars. Like, they should be making more profit because things cost. Like, if you're making 5% off of whatever, then as costs go up, you should be making more. Like, I'm fine with the actual number. But what's happening is it's going from, like, 5% to, like, 35% because they can scare everybody. The, the fact that the price, the price of a barrel of oil is roughly the same as it's been uh, is, is such a problem because that... It speaks to, like, the cost of the raw material. And people are like, we should just bring more of it in. And what do you think is going to happen? You honestly think the dudes at mobile are going to lower the price? Nobody's complaining except us. They don't give a shit. What, like, if somebody was like, you're making too much money, you'd be like, yeah, good, good, all right, thanks. <laughs> right? Right? Like, if you're on the subway going to work and somebody looks at you like, you're making too much money. All right, Toby. I don't give a shit. But if the police come by, I'd be like, why are you making so much money? And uh, I, 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 I don't know. Rut row. Raggy. <laughs> I don't know. Got me all fired up, goddammit. I didn't even get to talk about what I want to talk about. So here we are at the end of the top 20. So uh, here's, some, uh, here's some just basic housekeeping. <coughs> cough is awesome. I cannot wait till the 25th to see how this cough is. 
Uh, but the new episode of the Top 20 is out. I highly, highly recommend it for no other reason than that's basically just my job. But I will tell you, it's uh, this week DJ enters his ninth day of COVID-19 and points out that it's not all that it's cracked up to be, including the unbelievable level of fatigue that he's dealing with. Check that out. Also on that show, living one step forward, two steps uh, in any other direction, trying to take things easy. When you never take things easy, the ever-increasing video budget for the diaries, how to talk for 20 minutes without saying anything, and more. I I think they're funny. I, I like the beginnings. Even if you just watch the beginning, I always, I always push the most. I put the most effort. The team here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox puts the most effort into trying to find the opening blurb for the uh, for the video. So even if you watch the first like 20 seconds of the top 20, like that would be worth it. And honestly, everything everything benefits. Like Stranger TV, we're still trying to get enough hours and viewers and stuff like that to be able to monetize. Uh, not that we're trying to make money so much off of everybody, but we'd like to. We'd like to not, not make money off of the work that we're doing because that would be really super handy and stuff like that. Also on... Uh, Stranger TV, we've got the full interview with Alex from Hands Like Houses. We've got seven questions with Bradley from Emerosa. Definitely check that out. And the So What Festival with Dropout Kings and Northbound. Now, I read that. Uh, like I was like doing that, and I was like, Northbound. I was like, oh, cool, North Lane. Like, and it's not North Lane. It's Northbound. So now I have to find out who that is, and we'll just go from there. Uh, I don't know if there's any other Stranger TV content. I saw something with Frank and Monty from last week, like Stump Frank. I think it was like a, you know, name a kiss song that Frank can't play, like, if you're into Kiss, give that a shot. If you're not, give that a shot. Uh, Waterberry's always got something you can check out there. And, of course, the Bent Boys always doing something. And then, and, and of course, we got this stupid show. But I know. So I had a whole lot to talk about, unfortunately. I do want to say one thing real quick, and then we'll get out of the top 20 and we'll get into some music. Uh, this was actually really important uh, to me specifically because this one kind of struck a nerve. I don't know if you know this. I did not know this, actually, until yesterday, but the January 6th committee, they're starting their public hearings today. And all, by all accounts, like anybody that's already dug in and believes what they believe is not going to be changing their mind, right? Like if Adam Conover showed us anything, it's that people like already like with their heels dug into what they believe. The, the harder you push, the more they're going to dig their heels in. That's human nature, and that's unfortunate. It's also um, like very uh, symptomatic of the the incredible amount of unintelligence and stupidity we have in this country because people just believe what they believe, and you're not going to convince me. But like, hey man, if I throw some facts at you and I can't convince you. You're the problem, all right? So just try and keep that in mind. But they're going to do their public hearings, and I've actually been starting to hear some stuff that has been like, holy shit, really? Like, that's really what happened? Like, I want to just point out the one one specific thing here that uh, is, is sort of like tripped me up mentally over the past couple of days because of a story that came out. So one of the more infamous parts about the January 6th insurrection, if you want to call it that, which I, I think is a completely fair thing to call it, especially considering the number of court cases that have been brought for, like, you know, conspiracy, to, uh, seditious conspiracy, which is like, that's to topple the government. Like, that's not that's not nothing. And that's what these, you know, proud boys, which, by the way, is the gayest name. Like, if you're a proud boy, I hope you're a proud boy in the shower in prison, if you know what I'm saying. Like, we'll see how proud you are. Soapy. Man, what a gay name. And I don't mean any anything disparaging to anybody that's homosexual. Like, this is like my growing up in elementary school. That's a gay name. Proud boys? Mm-mm. You should have run that by somebody else. Um, that literally is something that Charles Boyle on Brooklyn Nine-Nine would suggest to Jake. And Jake would be like, no. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
So one of the things that kind of everybody knows and everybody agrees upon is that several hundred of the people that did actually break into the Capitol, and there was like a makeshift noose that was formed, but they were chanting, hang Mike Pence. I don't know if you know this, Mike Pence was actually the vice president of the United States at the time. Hanging somebody is murder. I don't think they meant like put him on the wall, like, you know, uh, what was what was the dude's Joe Piscopo's character and Johnny Dangerously? Yeah, my grandmother hung me on a hook once, like that guy. That's not what they were talking about. They were literally chanting, hang Mike Pence. And I know for a fact that when a group of people start doing that, like mob mentality kicks in, like that shit happens. And if you don't think a bunch of white people ever got together and hanged somebody, you need to go back and do your history. So as far as I'm concerned, there was 100-plus white Trump supporters looking to hang Mike Pence. And everyone's bitching about how, oh, you're just taking this too serious. You're making a big deal out of nothing. That wasn't what they were going to do. Well, I want to show you something. I'm going to show you this right now. I'm going to read that to you. This came out in the New York Times. This was the other day. And there's the headline. An armed man who threatened to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested near the justice's home and charged with attempted murder. An armed man who threatened to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh, was arrested near the justice's home and charged with attempted murder. Hundreds of people who broke into the Capitol and threatened to hang Vice President Mike Pence were arrested near the Capitol and charged with attempted murder. Should fit right in there. I don't know why we're not doing that. I feel like everybody in there that was like chanting hang Mike Pence That sounds like attempted murder to me, especially because if somebody's trying to kill one of their darling judges, they hit him with attempted murder. And I got news for you. Vice President of the United States is an elected official. Judge Kavanaugh? I didn't elect him. You didn't elect him. I would argue that there's way more danger in assassinating the vice president than it is a Supreme Court justice. Besides, there's nine of those bitches. And not one of them, not one of them, is going to shut me up. And that, my friends, is how you segue on the box.